interns. They're not just for making coffee anymore. No, internship is a great way for people to learn. At least we think so, but don't take our word for it. We've got some actual interns with us to talk about what they're learning on their internship on the Learning Geeks podcast starting now. Hello, hello, everybody. Hi, hey, welcome. Guys. Welcome to the studio. Jake, welcome back. We, yeah, we, no. You, you got a nice tan there, Jake. You must have spent some time <laughs> at the beach. Uh, yeah, I did I did get a little bit of a tan, yeah, just a, just a little bit. But um, I was missing you guys the last time that we had a show. And by this time of this recording, I have no idea what you talked about because I haven't edited yet. Oh, well, you'll <laughs> have so, some fun surprises. You're going to need to edit your voice in. Yourself in because yeah. we did have virtual Jake. So it's now going to be virtual time-shifted Jake. Yes. And what's funny is because by the time people listen to this one, that episode will already be out. Um, so yeah. I'm sure it was a good one. It was really yeah. amazing when you promised uh, to send Jake and I each Venmos for $1,000 each. So we really appreciate that. Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so we're still waiting coming, for that. I guess. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, as I promised at the beginning, we have two guests, one of whom I have just started to know, one of whom I have literally known for every breath of his existence. Uh, let's welcome Aria, Betty, and Jackson Gerard. Hi, everybody. Hey, hey there. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having us. Oh, we're glad to have you. Thanks for being here. So Jackson and Aria are both doing internships with us here this summer. Uh, Aria is working specifically on Dana's and my team. Jackson's working on a different team. And so we thought that we would dive in with you guys and talk a little bit about uh, what your experience has been like as interns. But before we do that, I have something really specific to ask. And, and I think some of these answers might surprise you. So Aria, I want to start with you. Tell okay. me how much you love Star Wars. <laughs> I, I love Star Wars. And um, I think that it's something that came to me a little more recently because, you know, diehard fans ask you about your Star Wars knowledge. And yeah. I felt like I was a little too behind um, before a few years ago when I sat down and just binged them with a friend. So I, I do love Star Wars. I do love that component of this podcast. Okay, that is good. She passed. You can stay totally, on the podcast. Totally the right answer. <laughs> Jackson Gerard, tell me, how much do you love Star Wars? <laughs> oh, I hate it. I can't stand it. I, I would say I've had a love-hate relationship with Star Wars over the course of my life. As me and my brother can testify, when I was in elementary, middle school, it was uh, the cool, hot thing to dislike what my dad likes. So <laughs> we would, were adamant that we did not like Star Wars because we knew it just disappointed him. They had a sense of power over me. They, they, I, I think Harrison figured it out really early and, and clued you in, Jackson. <laughs> yes. But no, as I grew up, I, I love Star Wars. I love the world of it and the sense of like fantasy and adventure that it inspires, especially with like a cool sci-fi twist. Well, that's great. I'm proud of you, son. That's fantastic. <laughs> See, this internship, is, this internship is going well. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. But Jackson, have, have you watched all the Star Wars movies? I don't think you have. I was just thinking that and I'm not sure. I'm, I'm pretty confident that I have seen all of star wars yeah but never in one sitting oh okay. and 
only the newer movies in right, a single right. setting. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So uh so Jackson is um Jackson is sharing Star Wars with his girlfriend who hasn't seen them. She uh uh is fr- originally from Turkey. I hope I can share that Jackson. That's okay, right? Sure. Yeah. And she hasn't seen Star Wars, so uh so he's sharing it with her before we go to Star Wars Land in a couple of weeks, which is pretty exciting. I don't even think she knows about the big twist at the end of uh, episode five. I'm not going to spoil it here. So you're going to have to record her her face when she sees it and send it and share that <laughs> with us. That would be great. All right. So let's dive in. And, and Aria Jackson, whichever one of you wants to start, tell, tell us about your internship so far. What have you done? What have you enjoyed? How's it going? What have you learned? Just, you know, what, what's your kind of experience so far? So um, I work with um, Dana and Dana's team and um, definitely something that has helped in this journey so far, just because it is such a short internship, it's only 10 weeks, um, was to get a better sense of the team, understand projects and what everyone's working on and what everyone's really passionate about and better understanding how I can fit in and add value. Um, and I think scoping that out in the beginning was definitely really helpful and just keep it beginning with the end in mind, I think mm-hmm. was something to always keep in the back of my my head as I was going about this process. Yeah, I would agree with that uh, sentiment. Something that really surprised me, um, granted, this is a virtual internship. I can't necessarily be asked to copy papers or uh, <laughs> pick up coffee for everyone unless I wanted to fly. However, um, <laughs> I was genuinely surprised at how open everyone I've worked with was about making sure to emphasize that this internship won't be you doing small tasks for us, um, running around. It felt like the stereotype and general consensus of what an internship was in the past, where you had to fight for the opportunity to do something meaningful, and that interns were, um, like, in a sense, free labor. Right. All these people that I'm working with now grew up with that in their past and so are now making a very strong emphasis on uh, making sure that doesn't continue today, which is almost surprising to me because I was fully ready to hop on to the team and do all of the busy work and right. all of the boring jobs. But I haven't had anything that I've worked on so far has been like pretty meaningful and I can tell how it helps the rest of the team. So what got you both into this internship? So what's your, can you share a little bit about your background, each of you, and then also maybe some goals that you had or have, I should say, as part of this internship? Sure. Um, I am studying computer science game design at uh, UC Santa Cruz, but I would say my background is I began to realize that sitting behind a computer and programming for my entire life just wasn't for me. So I wanted to expand my horizons, see what else I could apply myself at and see what I might enjoy doing in the future. And one of those things was uh, project management because I've had experience, nothing like formal or work related, but running projects, making sure everyone is doing their work on time and keeping everything organized and on track. And I found that That was something I was relatively good at and enjoyed. So I looked to this internship to get experience in project management. 
That's really interesting. I'm glad you're getting all that experience. Aria, how about you? Share a little bit about your background. Yeah. So yeah, my background is entirely different from Jackson. So my background is I'm a classics and international relations double major. So something completely different. Um, But the way that I I got interested in L&D specifically was um, I had a conversation with Allison Horn um, just for advice, uh, just to gauge her perspective as someone who is a woman in the workforce and you know, as I'm growing in my professional career, I, I definitely wanted her insight. Um, and before meeting with her, she urged me to start to go through Coursera's um, Learn to Learn, which is something that I know has been spoken about largely on this podcast. Um, and, you know, it was very daunting at first. It was a 14-hour course, looked like a lot of pre-work. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but um, honest, I can honestly say that I fell in love with it and fell in love with how easy and how manageable it was. And, you know, after having that introduction and learn to learn, I wanted to know more. Through Allison, she was able to open up such new pathways for me and just super grateful to her in that introduction. And the course has definitely stuck with me and um, has been so helpful in the things that I'm doing now. And so what specifically, so you said you're working with Dana. Yes. And then... What what are some of the goals that you had as you work with Dana and team? And just just a reminder, Jake worked with me for a while and he left. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. But I learned hmm. so much, Dana. From yeah, you. yeah, yeah. This is getting awkward. <laughs> Go ahead, Aria. And you think I'm being sarcastic, but I'm not. <laughs> Poor Dana. Dana is just such an iconic person and I'm not just saying that because you're on this call but like he has been just so great in helping me to explore different areas under learning ingenuity and just connections that I've made with the team have been really strong and great off the bat um so I'm currently working on I'm leveraging some of the skills that I have and I've used in the past from my my time at university at Bucknell And I saw the university stage as a large area of opportunity. Um, And I'm just working with members of the team to garner support and come up with a proposal at the moment. So I, you know, Ario, kind of want to go back to you with, you mentioned this learn for learn course. And I want to ask both of you, like from you yourselves, it, you know, you both have mentioned that you have been fortunate enough in the situation to give, be given opportunities that hopefully align with your goals. And it sounds like that's what it is, but there's a lot that you as an individual actually have to do to get the most out of it. So if you take this experience and maybe even compare it to university setting, but how is this different from you as a learner? Like, what are you doing differently? Have you changed your mindset to learn better, learn more? How, how do you take ownership of your own learning as you've been doing this internship? Well, first of all, bringing up uh, the difference from university and this internship, I was actually surprised at how much, um, not going to college itself, but going to college during uh, the COVID Mm. epidemic actually prepared me for this internship Mm, because I had a full year of, um, well, as other students lovingly call it, Zoom University, where... (laughs) Uh, I was scheduling Zoom meetings one-on-one with teachers, fellow classmates, um, attending lectures, uh, all online from home and getting that like work from home atmosphere, which translated really well to um, 
doing this current internship. But to address what you were saying, Jake, I would say something that caught me off guard, and I'm still learning from it now, is that there's a lot more initiative that comes from making the most of your internship. I initially assumed that my internship would just be I would wake up, check in with my supervisor, have a checklist of tasks that I need to get done. I would get those tasks done, log off, and that's the end of the day. But instead, it's been a lot more of talking with a lot of people, um, seeing what they're doing, figuring out where I could best apply myself, where not only am I contributing the most value, but also getting the most experience in the work that I'm currently doing. And now that I'm a bit farther along in my internship, I have a few projects that were passed off to me that now I am spearheading, which I have like a set goal in mind, but there's no determined pathway on like a homework assignment or like writing a paper where it's very structured in uh, every step along the way of how to get it done. For these projects, it's very open-ended. And just going off of that, um, I definitely think an internship specifically this internship, but with any internship, um, it is what you make out of it. You know, we are given a lot of freedom to figure out what we want to do and have great autonomy over what we think is important, which has been tremendous just because we're allowed to take that initiative and allowed to sort of find those spaces where we really have passion for what we're doing. But I, th- I think that it's really great. and But it also involves skills, just to go back to your point, Jake. Um, it, it involves tools for learning and, and leveraging some of those tools from courses that I've had. So I've definitely used a lot of time management skills just because it's, it's not as structured as, as you would think. You know, I have regular check-ins with the supervisor, but in between that time, I get to plan how I'm spending it and how I'm utilizing it. So Definitely beginning with goals has been super helpful, but, you know, chunking and checking in as well as just having manageable deliverables and things like that has been, has been really helpful. One thing that's been interesting as I've watched Aria grow in her internship is she has a desire to understand the entire organization of Accenture and like who does what and so she's always coming to me with these questions of like, well, who does this or, or why, why is this this way? And sometimes I have the answers, but often I don't. <laughs> I and don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ask Bob. You probably, know, you probably know better than I do, Dana. Yeah. So, so uh, it's, it's been interesting because, uh, you know, it's clear that um, Aria has a, a she, she's trying to put together a mental map in her head of what the organization is like. And so one of the things that we've talked about a couple of times is, you don't need to have the whole organization figured out. If you have enough of it figured out to get your job done, then you can start expanding from there. And then that's where you start to say, well, you know, who else can help with this specific project? Um, so it's it's just been an interesting observation because when we bring in new people, you know, we, we just um, don't always think about how much they actually need to understand in order to function really well in the organization. Right. We, and, and Bob, yeah. you know that, and Jake, you actually both of us, all three of us have worked on onboarding programs where um, the tendency is to dump a lot of information in too quickly. So I, I, after that little commentary, I do have a question. I'm wondering when the both of you go back to the university, um, will your 
uh, approach to learning or approach to studying be any different? And no is an acceptable answer, but if it is yes, it'd be interesting to know why or how. I think um, for me personally, yes and no. Um, I think it was really interesting because that initial conversation that I had with Allison was during last semester. So a lot of the tools that I picked up from the Coursera course were tools that I implemented into my study routines and habits um, before exams last semester, and they were greatly helpful. What was a what was a big one that you can call out? Like, what was a big change? I definitely think chunking and like spacing my time, just because when I'm in the headset to study, I go at it, and I make I'm very proactive with what I do, just because doing things last minute really stresses me out, um, and I don't get great work done then. But if I'm in the headspace to study, I'll study for an hour, and I definitely think that breaking that up into smaller chunks makes those smaller sessions a lot more meaningful and makes the learning a lot more sticky and and durable. Yeah, that's a good one. Dana, you've really taught her all the right words. That's fantastic. I know. I was just thinking, yeah. Durable space. Durable, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Allison Horn. Allison's no stranger to this podcast, by the way. She's our our patron saint, so. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So so she's hearing everything you're saying, Aria, and she's soaking it in. She's just loving it. I can see the smile on her face. She might even be listening to this while she's gardening, because she told me one time that she likes to listen to these while she's gardening. We'll see. How about you, Jackson? I would say there are two main things that I feel like I can really take back into my university life. So something I set myself out to do while doing this internship is I have a habit of working nonstop or if I'm not working and doing something else, stressing over the fact that I should probably be working harder. So something I really tried to put in when doing this internship is like a structured time of my day in which I am wake up at seven, get started around 7.30 to 8, and wrap up around 4, 4.30. But during that span of time, trying to get as much work done as possible. And even if I'm not, if I'm jumping between like tasks or meetings with people, just like trying to stay focused. And then as soon as that time is up, then I close down my laptop and really separate myself from my work. And I think that would be something incredibly useful to implement while I am studying for the next two years because having a designated time every day where I am just studying or watching lectures or getting homework done and then a designated time where I don't worry about any of that. But the other more notable thing that I've learned from this internship is something I like to tell people from jumping from like high school into college is that uh, you become a lot more familiar with uh, becoming friends with and talking to and interacting with people who aren't your age. But jumping into this internship, a lot of the people that I'm working with now are 10, 20, even 30 years older than me. Ancient. Yeah, crazy. (laughs) I'm I'm going to start walking with a cane next week. (laughs) Nice. Crazy. All these old people. Um, (laughs) But it feels completely normal to how I work with people my age and talk with them and figure out solutions to uh, problems together. I think that's something that like I'll take with me for the rest of my life where it doesn't matter the age of someone. It's more about their life experience and what they 
have gone through and what what advice they can give you and contribute to you and what you can uh, possibly contribute to them. I just think that's a really cool opportunity that I got out of this whole situation. Yeah, I think I think that's a really great point. The idea that not only can you're there to learn, right, but but also others can learn from you. And I was actually it, you, you had made, made a perfect segue for this because my next follow up question to this was going to be back to Bob and Dana. Like from your end, what have you learned? What have you taken away from the two? Well, I'm commented on it a little bit earlier the the notion of trying to uh, help new employees navigate the organization in ways that are meaningful and in ways that where they can be productive quickly. Um, I I think that's a big takeaway. I think the other thing that's a good takeaway is um, that, you know, and I've worked more with uh, Aria than with Jackson. Jackson and I have had a couple of interactions, but mostly I've uh, invested time with Aria. But um, having the insight that the, the things that she's learning and the way that she has learned uh, at the university has prepared her for a variety of things. It, even though she didn't know much about learning before she came in, she had good skills in, in problem solving. In uh, She had some good strategic thinking skills, her time management she's, skills she mentioned. So I think one thing I've learned is that there are a lot of uh, more generalized skills that can be applied to a lot of different environments. I, I have no doubt that Ari would succeed if it were, uh, you know, if she were doing an internship at a biochemical company or something that's very different from what we do. So that, that's one of my observations. I'll say that, you know, we're a very, Accenture is historically a very hierarchical organization and there's still a lot of hierarchy. I mean, that that, that still exists, but we are becoming increasingly flatter and especially as we adopt agile methodologies, uh, of course, through technology where we use it the most, but even, you know, in learning where we do agile a lot too, um, it, it is less hierarchical. Teams are very, very flat. And again, picking up on Jackson's point, it, it just makes me reflect on how, even though I, I am ancient and I've been around this company longer than many of my coworkers have been alive um, that we're all just peers. And it's all like, everybody has value. There are some things that I can share that have more insight because I have been around the block a few times uh, uh, more, but there are things that I can learn from people because they're seeing it from the first time through fresh eyes. And I just love that. I, I think that's fantastic. And that's something that I have learned because I was wondering not just with having an intern around, but having one of those interns be my own kid. Like, what would that experience be like? And, you know, Jackson, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but like we, we had a we had a one on one meeting yesterday and Jackson was asking me some questions and I was answering those questions just like I would for anybody else. You know, a- anybody else who uh, was pretty fresh with the company and, and kind of explaining some basics and talking about some areas of expertise that I had and. Uh, it, it was a very peer-to-peer relationship. And then, you know, I think we came out of that and it's like, you know, well, w- what are we going to do when, when you guys come to visit in a couple of weeks and kind of shift <laughs> it back into <laughs> into dad and son mode. And I, I just love that. I, I just love that we can can kind of pivot back and forth and um, the, the relationship kind of blurs between work life and family life and home life. And 
uh, that's something that we've been thinking about a lot lately is how as as the line continues to blur between working and living and how often that um, that tends to be an advantage to the company right so you, you talk about like the the balance between work and living is is uh, it's getting murky people usually think of the fact that I'm accessible any time of the day right like I can take calls at any time or I'm always reachable by by text or fax or what not by fax anymore fax um i I don't know where that came from it's been a long week (laughs) available by text or or email or whatever exactly (laughs) but i i am excited to see that pivot change where you know it's also that time that you would typically be spending working you can spend being uh, just living and being in relationship with people. And that actually is advantageous to everybody because it builds the relationships that you need to have uh, strong teams. I was just going to say, if you combine uh, living and working, you have to be careful because it might sound like lurking. There he goes. There's the dad joke of the day. Uh- <laughs> That's it, the dad joke of the day. Bob's out lurking. Yeah. <laughs> One thing too is, as both of you have kind of shared your stories and both Bob and Dana, um, I've been kind of thinking back to just even past episodes that we've had um, around better learning, intentional learning, apprenticeship, and many other things. And, you know, we're bringing in a new ship, internship, um, mm-hmm. into this because we've never had it. We've never talked about it. But the way that both of you have gone about and how you go about your current role I think should be set as almost a, a regrounding in people that have been around for a long time of yeah. you guys are asking questions. You're curious. You're, you're un- trying to understand why things are the way they are. And for those that have been around for so long, or maybe in a, in a field for so long, you could learn a lot from that. And I think if you strip out this internship in general, that's how you should be going about learning itself. And, and that's the approach that I, I always find fascinating, especially that's why I loved, I used to love working with onboarding because it was an area that regrounded me and thinking that I need to continually ask those why questions and through those questions and rearticulation, I am learning more. I'm also challenging more. Um, and it's, it's, it's habits like that, that I think are really inspiring when you hear from someone like yourselves that are coming from an internship. And again, I think it's something that we can all take away yeah. for where, regardless of where you're at. And increasingly necessary as the pace of change continues to increase, right? Like you exactly. have to ask those questions. You can't just rest on your laurels. That doesn't work anymore, kids. No, I mean, I was on a call today with uh, some data scientists and, and I mean, it was super, super informative but also made my brain hurt. And, but it's through those questions. And, and, but I was curious and I, I came into that conversation saying, I'm going to try to really be focused. I'm going to try to listen and I'm going to try to ask questions, even though I probably understood maybe like 5% of it, but I still was trying to understand what it was. And I did walk out feeling a little smarter. I wouldn't call it that smart, but still not as, not as dumb as I was. I felt it coming in. <laughs> One of the things that we've kind of talked about and hinted at is the nature of internships as being very durable. Because when we think about all the principles of durability, 
um, you, you know, I, I am sure that both Jackson and Aria are going to remember this internship long down the road and some of the lessons that they've learned during it because it's effortful. You got the social dimension, you got the space practice. I mean, just right down the list. Right. So, you know, when you talk about creating durable learning experiences, I think an internship is a prime candidate for something uh, for to, you know, to look at. Yeah. Or a rotational program, you know, yeah. which is almost yeah. like an internship. A form of an internship. Yeah. 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 Yeah, interesting. Well, you know what? We're we're almost out of time, so may, maybe let me just pose one last question to you guys, which is, um, if you had one word of advice to new interns based on your experience, what would it be? Definitely. Um, I guess this is not one word. <laughs> it didn't have to be one word. I, I meant like a phrase. Metaphorically, you know? one word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But this is like two of the the bigger ideas. I think definitely go in with a plan things that you want to get out of the internship, things that you want to do in order to add value. Um, so go in with a development plan is one. And then two, and also with with that sort of bigger plan and idea, go in ready to learn. Um, I know that that's cliche, but unless you're open to all of the possibilities that could come out of this internship, you won't make the most of it. And then the second thing is really carefully select a good set of mentors. It's just been fantastic just to get a number of different perspectives and just gather, you know, sort of diverse thought into to one person's experience um, from from multiple different um, viewpoints. So I think those are the top two things I would say. I definitely agree with what Aria said, go in with a plan. That would probably be my biggest piece of advice is don't go in with just, oh, I'll just soak up knowledge and do whatever they want me to do. Uh, always keep in mind what you want to get out of the internship so that you can also work with your supervisors and whoever you're working with to tailor your experience to fulfill those goals. Something else I would advise is um, there's an expectation that the intern is going to be asking questions and you can really leverage that to learn as much as you want. And the other piece of advice that goes along with that is reach out to people, just talk with them, hear their stories, uh, what they do and how they got to where they are. And it doesn't even have to be a long conversation, maybe just like five, 10 minutes. But that's the only way that you'll really have lasting connections that you can have for the rest of your life is if you go out there and try to expand your network, meet people and uh, build those friendships. So, Bob, one thread I heard between the two of them is that they both are proactive and they're advocating for themselves. And I think those are two really good takeaways. And those are things that it takes a lot of people a long time to get to. So I'm really proud of both you guys for arriving at that mm-hmm. uh, so young. I think that's going to serve you really well for the rest of your careers. That's awesome. Well, hey, you know what? We are, we're well past time. This has been a fantastic conversation. Jackson, Aria, thank you so much for being with us today. Really yeah, thank you both. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all for having us. It's been a blast. Pleasure to be here. And uh, for all of our listeners, uh, again, if you have any comments, questions, uh, your own opinions on internship, anything like that, feel free in the, the comments on LinkedIn where we have most of our conversation, jump in, ask them, put them out there. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, other than that, on behalf of Jake and Dana and Aria and Jackson, this is Bob saying thanks. And we'll see you next time on our next episode of the Learning Geeks podcast. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Thank everybody. You.